Greetings and salutations. I go by the name of TreyPZ.com. You are now locked in and listening to the Hustlers Mentality Podcast. I'm at Hip Hop Snack on Instagram. And today I have something very special for you. Those individuals that are interested in music marketing or branding or generating awareness, things that I have a passion about and things that tend to come to me pretty decently and easy. That's what people say. Um, I have a great talent and great uh, individual online from Canada. Uh, I'm going to def- definitely introduce you guys to Jabari of BoostCollective.ca, and he's on with me at the Hustler Mentality Podcast right now. So what's up, Jabari? I appreciate you for um, hopping on, bro, and taking the time out today. No, I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing me on. I'm so excited to talk about this because I do. I live, breathe, eat music if I could, right? So this is just another thing that I'm more than happy to get on. I'm happy to have you, bro. You're actually my first uh, individual from Canada to have on the podcast, man. So me, I'm now international. And, you know, being in San Diego, California, where it's sunny and beautiful and not literally one cloud is in the sky right now. Um, I know you're up in Toronto, so thank you, man. Let's talk Boost Collective. Can you give me, um, I guess, in a short snippet, what you are doing? So what we want to do is supply artists the freedom of having fulfilling creative life while making music. So this goes for both producers and for recording artists. We give them the strategies, training, and support to really help them make sure that they can focus more on the music and the back-end stuff that they aren't fully equipped with and don't have a team, no no record label, it's tough, so much uncertainty. We wanna fill in that gap to really help artists build a fan base that can then become a stream of income and customers for that artist. This episode is being brought to you by the Ninjagram app over at www.ninjagram.app. This Instagram software will help you automate your Instagram and grow your following fast by using their auto follow, auto unfollow, auto comment, auto like, and auto story view feature, and much more. Get to www.ninjagram.app today to purchase and download the Ninjagram app and start growing your Instagram following fast today. So would you be considered a music marketing agency? If you ask me, don't tell the other Boost founders, but I would say we're we're trying to be like the Amazon of music marketing because in Amazon, it's like the everything store. Started with books, then it expanded. And as for us, we want to help take care of the cover art designs, social media posts, blogging, everything. So if you say marketing is true, however, we want to put a twist and really change what you look at marketing as don't don't well i think that's a major part um i've managed and i managed probably two groups i've dj'd i've uh been around social media since myspace days um so i understand what you're trying to accomplish and the product you're trying to give talents you know i understand that yo you got to write the song you got to produce the song you got to mix the song you also have to promote the song, you have to distribute the song, and then you got to do the graphics. You have to, you know, pay for advertisement to promote it. Uh, There's multiple hats in this world right now with uh, music. Well, I like to call it the modern music industry. Basically, Boost Collective is trying to take that whole burden and let you just write music 
and record. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Where do you see our music heading? I have my personal opinion, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. All right. So in my personal opinion, I think the number one thing that matters is, aside from music production quality, of course, is the culture and the validation. And when I say the validation, I mean, in the past, when there was this during the Motown days and everything, you could only hear what was available. However, mm. now it's there's no more. I would say the year 2016 is when things changed. Before 2016, there was like the and you went on Instagram, everybody kind of saw the same page as the Daquan. You remember that meme page? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. World star, everything around. Was, yeah, you had one meme, the Arthur Fist, and that meme was circling like crazy. However, post 2016 the algorithms got so good where people only saw the things that they are interested in and the trajectory is going that way. So I'd say the number one thing to know when it comes to marketing is understand that your alter ego or your brand image, whatever mm. you call it, because your alter ego is what your fans are going to be feeding off of because that's what they see in themselves when they decide to listen to you compared to 90,000 other artists that are trying to compete for the same listeners. Bro, you you spot on. A lot of people don't understand that everything you're seeing on social media is targeted. It's uh, it's calculated. It's not ironic. Once you hit that like button one time, it's not ironic that that their next post that could have been three days later or three days ago is ironically showing up in the next 20 minutes. Everything on social media is calculated. So what you guys are doing over there at Boost Collective are actually uh figuring out these algorithms and trying to capitalize on what you know about these algorithms, would you say? Well, it's really interesting because what we like to do is even though, you know, there's a question of platform versus publisher. And by that, I mean, sometimes either a company is going to give every artist the ability to Twitter, for example, every artist can go and do whatever they want or a publisher. They have like one main message that they try to push through to every artist. We want to be like a hybrid. So we want to make sure that when artists come to Boost Collective, they're going to be giving the top, let's say, for example, a producer, they want to make more money through selling beats. They got to send emails. And for those emails, there's certain kind of psychological copywriting that needs to get done. And so we want to give you the templates to go ahead and do that. That mm -hmm. came from the top copywriters, you know, the Ty Lopez's of the world, the Grant Cardone's. We've all heard these names, right? We want to distill all the top marketing things and make it for music artists. Because I find a lot of it is kind of just, it's like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> this is the way I like to say it. You, you're right, bro. You're right. It is all a scheme. So I mean, teaching marketers how to market, how to market, how to market. And but where does the, you know, artistic flair get to come out? Right. Or the identity. That's what I like to say. I think the word, the key word is identity, bro. Because like at the end of the day, everybody's a rapper. Now everybody's a podcaster. Everybody's an interviewer. Like being in COVID or this whole COVID pandemic has put so much creativity out that it's oversaturated, which is not a bad idea. The, the gift and the curse would be back in the 90s, you heard a song. It would or the early 2000s, you heard a song, you heard that song for six months. Now, body yadi yadi is came and gone, you know what I'm saying? And now there's <laughs> enough, like, I'm serious, like, yo, and then and then you throw on this TikTok, and that's what I want to ask you what do you feel about this whole TikTok music industry movement? Because record labels are probably pulling their hair out because they could have invented the TikTok, 
You know oh, what I mean? You'll be surprised. Let me tell you an uh, insider thing. So I have a friend. Uh, he's Canadian. He's quote-unquote industry planned, right? Won't okay. mention any names because, you know, I don't want to expose my mans like that, right? right. However, the ironic thing is if you see these some of these guys blowing up out of nowhere, I'm only saying this out of anecdote, right? I don't know the actual – this is just my theory. Mm. I think the record labels have already behind closed doors got a bunch of great stuff coming up. So – there's always this thing about being ahead of record labels. They're so slow and fast. It's not necessarily. You should always kind of look at the top and the bottom, meaning the worst artists and the top artists of any time and look at the difference because you're going to find a bunch of trends and parallels. The labels kind of do the same thing. And I find if artists were to kind of mirror that, they'd be able to easily find out what's going to work for them. If you're going to look at the worst artists, well, they have horrible design only released on soundcloud no spotify okay whatever then the best artists it's like they have million dollar you know productions in their music videos yeah to get the best of the best and cut the worst of the worst and in the middle where things are kind of neutral is where you have the most room to play around with good quality good content it will always rise to the surface it will always bubble up i mean it takes 10 years to be an overnight success trust me like it, you could do something forever. Like I, I have folks that's like, yo, you getting on YouTube and yo, I've, I've seen how you make money on YouTube, et cetera. And I'm like, bro, dude making money on YouTube. Cause he'd been on there since 2012. Like, and he'd been posting every day. So it's like, yo, you have to put in the work. You have to come with consistency. But I think at the end of the day, good music, good product, which may like, I have a teenage daughter who's 16 and we're we're similar in genres of music, but some of the mumble rap I can't dig. But she, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like I'm not going to listen to the mumble rap. The beat might be nice, but like the lyrics, I'm not looking for. I'm I'm looking elsewhere for that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but to each his own. And you know, I don't knock it. I, I respect it because I remember riding around in the car in a in a Buick Regal with my mom, and she was listening to half the stuff that I listen to now. And I wasn't, you know what I mean? Then I wasn't checking for it. So that's, that's why I gotta say, you know, what you said is perfect because a perfect example of this is Jay-Z. Because mm -hmm. Jay-Z has music that when you're a kid you listen to, you don't really care about, but over time you start to understand the nuances of the struggle, you know, or the hustle in light of this podcast yeah <laughs> i just find that if you have something good then TikTok and everything is just a means to promote it but if it's right. good it's going to have a timeless principle behind it that really keeps people engaged and really forms the identity of the listener you're 100 percent right because uh when jay-z's talking about uh dumbo and real estate i can relate the 19 year old kid ain't knowing nothing about real estate or maybe is nowadays. I mean, in this industry, this 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 society that we live in, kids are looking. Kids are making six figures selling sneakers. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. maybe and making uh ten ten thousand off a of GameStop two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So like the kid, like it's it's different. But I listen to Biggie Smalls, uh, one of my favorite artists. Stuff that he said in '95, '94, I can relate with now. now what do you consider to be good taste then? Because you know, what I mean, you what's, just, what's good taste for me might not be good taste for you. Or, like I said, but the fundamental principle I'd like because I'd like the listeners, my boost listeners to kind of get like hmm, an idea of regardless of whether it's this genre, or this style, yes. what is taste? Right. I, I think the answer to taste is quality. 
And when I say quality, I mean recording quality, recording presence, uh, branding, imagery, uh, and identity. That's what I said earlier. Like, if you don't have an identity, then you're going to just, I think you're just wasting your time. So when I say identity, I mean, you need to look the, the role, meaning your website, your, your Instagram, all your social medias, all your artwork. And, and on top of that, you have to look and sound just as good. So like you said earlier, bro, I mean, you might have an artist that has a SoundCloud and that's it. And his, his image, his SoundCloud sounds like he recorded the song on his iPhone and his iPhone microphone. You feel me? <laughs> and I mean, we've heard all of that. We and, have. And, he, and he might come up and be like, bro, I want to spend a, a, a thousand on pushing this song. I've dealt with those. And guys. you're like, man, I don't know, but I'm a run to the bag. But then you have to have your own identity as a brand, as a as a, a marketer, as a company and be like, do we really want to invest in this? Do we want to get behind this? Like, dude is just wasting his money. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. And I've had artists that come to me for advice on getting into YouTube uh, advertisement or getting on Instagram. And they're asking me like, hey, bro, I want to I want to push my mixtape. But I'm like, dude, your mixtape quality is terrible. Where you record this at? <laughs> Like, like, I mean, but then again, I listened to my teenager who's 16 and she blasting terrible, overmodulated SoundCloud recordings and loving them. Hey, but I remember, you, what you said was perfect because, you know, XXX Tentacion, mm -hmm. he, he purposely distorted and uses low fidelity, you know, sounds and effects in his <laughs> music. But the identity is the thing that made him pop. And then eventually he got probably the advice he needed and got his, his numbers went up. So he either maybe had the num the money to go get a better recording. I think at the end of the day, there's always a lane for everyone. I'm not into pit bulls and Frenchies, but I know people that are, and I know people that are breeding them and I know people that are selling them for $10,000. That's nothing I, I'm passionate about. But I think there's always a lane for everyone and there's always an underworld for everyone. And I think it's just up to you to kind of either utilize a boost collective or some type of platform that can help you navigate or get in front of those individuals. And I think that's why we're having this conversation. And I think, you know, um, that's that's the importance of companies and uh, businesses like yourself. You know what I mean? So you able to navigate that lost individual into a path of success man i'm just taking this in because i'm learning a lot from you right now you know <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm supposed to be learning from you bro i mean I'm, i mean we just having a dope conversation and that's what the hustlers mentality is all about is uh definitely trying to generate that and help individuals prosper mentally physically and financially bro and so that's what we're here for definitely i, I, I really do want to give you some of the gems that i knew only from industry experience but mm -hmm. like one question before you continue again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love questions so when it comes to building an art uh building your identity do you have any kind of tips on any kind of workflow or any kind of process that not necessarily work for everybody but has seen to have some results for trying to find what your identity is because a lot of artists they just kind of i don't have i don't think i have the right answer for that but i'll tell you what i tell individuals that are inspired or aspiring to do things I just say go do it 
you're gonna you're gonna fall, you're gonna scrape your knee, you're gonna get scammed. You're gonna also, you know what I mean. We I say talk about that too. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna get scammed. You're gonna get jerked. You're gonna get, you know, disappointed. Um, I'm a big fan of sports, and with that comes adversity. And I think playing sports it teaches you that. And so, you know, if I was an artist and I wanted to put out music or make beats um, to generate money, or maybe I just want to put out a product just for therapeutic reasons, right? I think you need to identify what your goal is. If your goal is to make a hit or if you're just talented and this is a hobby. So like, I'll be honest with you, what I'm doing with you right now is just a hobby. It's something that I enjoy, but I actually know eventually I could generate financial compensation for it, which would be a great re reward, right? Um, if not, I can generate reward by advertisements or partnerships or sponsorships and not necessarily take home six figures a year by podcasting, but maybe take home 10,000 a year in just sponsorship and partnerships. So I think with back to your question, you just need to know what you're trying to accomplish. And with that being said, just do it. When I say just do it, start recording, start, uh, generating your brand, get your logo design or get you some imagery, invest into a, a photographer, get your image looking right, get your sound looking right. Then once you have a product, then you can start branding and marketing that product, whether that's buying Instagram ads for five bucks for uh, a week. I just said five bucks a week and maybe generating 200 views and then totally um, generating that awareness about your product, whether that's a mixtape, whether that's a beat, whether that's a, um, an album, and then also collaborating, bro. Like collaboration is key. And we live in a collaborative or collaborative world more now than ever. I'll tell you two weeks ago, I was in a total stranger car. I, in, in five years ago, I, you wouldn't catch me in a stranger's car. You catch me <laughs> in a taxi. You catch me in a taxi. You, we get into strangers' cars all the time. You dig? Call Uber. Call Lyft. We get in strangers' homes all the time. Call Airbnb. It's the most nutso, crazy thing ever. I actually, uh, two years ago, I was renting one of my vehicles out on a platform called Get Around. I don't know if you heard of Turo or get around. I think there's another one called higher car where you can rent your vehicle out to total strangers, bro. Mm -hmm. It's nuts, bro. It's nuts. And it's, you have the ability to generate revenue because the people that's renting your cars are driving them for Lyft, driving them for Uber and you getting paid. If you got wheels, you know what I mean? Or they might be going to a amusement park or driving it out of town for a weekend. And it's, it's, we live in a collaborative world. So not only do you get your brand right, get your sound right, get your look right. You didn't got You have to market it and, and advertise. And I like you to use the analogy of instead of standing in the club and buying bottles or standing in the club and being around your peers in, in the same environment, try doing things differently by standing on the couch in the club. You'll get noticed more. So when you see them boys popping bottles and doing big things in the club and they standing on top of the couch, you notice them. But the dude that's standing with the bottle, he he's standing at the same height as you. So you don't even see him. 
So you have to like use that analogy. And I love to use the analogy of um, doing things different, standing outside of the box. But if I'm trying to get into the music industry, think about instead of going through the front door, go through the window, go through the back door. So I just released the episode today on the Hustlers Mentality podcast. Now I'm going to listen uh, to that, bro. It's all about getting in the music industry by getting your music put onto film, video, uh, movies, TV shows, video games. And I actually released a whole nice uh, episode about that, that I think gives individuals the inspiration to thinking outside of the box and not just necessarily being your next Cardi B or being your next um, Drake or Migos, but instead working with Steven Spielberg or being the next Seinfeld theme music. You know, mm-hmm. how much, you know how much dude making who did this, the, the Seinfeld theme song, bro? He getting paid forever. His family's getting paid forever. Like the, you know the, the guy, um, Lion King? He made a song for Lion King. Forget his name. He was, uh, uh, yeah, I forget his name, but the guy made like $3 million over the course of like, what, 10 years just from royalties. royalties? The royalties, bro. The so state licensing, man, is crazy. So I think like the artist needs to necessarily um, figure out the identity, their goal, how they want to accomplish and don't be afraid of thinking outside of the box or, like I say, coming through the window instead of the front door. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the Hustlers Mentality Podcast with TreyPeasy.com, giving you everything you need to prosper mentally, physically, and financially. And speaking of financially, I have teamed up with GenerationalWealthUniversity.com, a community that discusses generational wealth, stock options, investing, business strategies, social media marketing, reselling tips, and much more. So if you're trying to take advantage of growing your wallet and wealth for not only you, but your family and future, then get over to GenerationalWealthUniversity.com and let's build wealth brick by brick. That's sick. That just got me the idea of trying to find a way to connect like independent independent app and game developers to producers because if there was a service like that it would definitely allow them to get those sync licensed in and it'd be like a double value it'd be like a win-win right it would it would totally be i mean playstation is up the street from where i live at here in san diego so i know i know a guy that got his song on i want to say one of the first or second grand theft autos and um he was able to capitalize on being here local and he was I'm not going to put his name out there. He still yeah. raps and still does music, but he is getting a check from PlayStation often, you know? Um, At that it, point, though, you're not necessarily an internet artist. You're more of an industry artist. So when it comes to stuff like that... You you're in a career. Me? You're in a career now. You're, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's that's the goal, right? I it, mean, it is the goal. Exactly the goal. Be. You have the ability to release that song on the Spotify, on the on the iTunes and then, you know, get the Shazam on it. So when somebody's playing your video game and they're like, hey, man, this song is dope. Let me see if it's on iTunes. Oh, Snap is on iTunes. Then, boom, he's getting double pay. I'll be honest, man. I used to play Saints Row with my cousins. And that's, like, my playlist was just 99% stuff I heard on Saints Row. See? I mean, it ain't just you, man. Imagine. I mean, you got, like, 3 million to maybe 30 million people playing a video game. I'm playing. I play Fortnite with my my 7-year-old. And, bro, the music is on there cracking. They got all the music from, like, all the popular stuff is on in the game now. It's crazy. And they just, I mean, they, I, they have to cut checks. But, have to. I mean, you have any mistakes that artists should look out for or any theories that you think artists are uh, 
being misled. Okay, being misled theories. So you mentioned scam earlier, and I want to touch base on that because so we're Canadian, and I don't we come to, we go to the states to see family, go to the New York, uh, but it's not like we live in the states, and so there's a different mentality between Americans and Canadians. Canadians are all about hey yo, let's help each other, let's get this bread. You know, we're aside outside of Toronto, <laughs> we're all trying to help each other. Right. But it's, it seems in the U.S. it's kind of like a dog eat dogs kind of situation because it's everyone's kind of like with a side eye. Maybe it's a music industry American thing, but when we entered the industry, we were shocked to find that it was more about like how can I get more than this guy? You know what I mean? In most uh, kind of deals and transactions. So I'd tell artists the number one thing to do is just to keep in mind that if you're going to go throughout the game, make sure that you always try to leave a lasting impression. Because it's not just about making a one-time, you know, deal because everybody is kind of anxious about not getting screwed over. So if you can find a guy, even if you don't do anything next level good for him, but if he has a good relationship, that's going to be repeat, you know, collaborations, business. It's all about having a good connection over the long term. So make sure that you treat each people, product, profit in that mm -hmm. order. So first thing first, make sure you have a good relationship. If you feel working with this person is gonna in in you know creating a song with them, your two you know creative differences doesn't work out. Then I'd say it's better to preserve the relationship instead of trying to look for you know uh, that placement because that relationship can get you more in the future, right? The ones that will work for you. Second is pr uh, product over profit. If you feel oh this song you know is gonna get a lot of exposure because the artist I'm working with has a lot of fans. But the song isn't something you're going to be proud of in like, you know, five, six years. Even it might be worth it to get out of it in the, right now. Just as preserve the identity that your future listeners are going to encounter when they do a background check to find more of your good tracks. And Bro, every, it's crazy because everyone is being held accountable and it's like shocking now. Like, I don't know. culture, man. <laughs> hey, Jabari, man. Thank you, bro. That That is great. That's great advice. And uh, it's good to hear your perspective, man, because um you're actually working with artists often and i see what you have going on with boost collective i see that you have the ability for users to uh buy credits and you cash them in on certain products you offer whether it's spotify playlists you have placements on like three thousand spotify i think i saw on oh uh, yeah so we have this thing where we want we started with a few artists we want to manage them but what yeah. happened is when it comes to scaling it's hard to manage a lot of artists so with the credit system we manage their campaigns for them, but we made it so that they get to pick which kind of, okay, I want to submit to this playlist, then they mm. can use their credits towards that. So their campaign is, uh, it's easier to track on our end. And so oh, okay. we have them full transparency. And I would say the main thing, like the main reason that helps the artist is because now in the game where, you know, you can have a song released and four days later, another song and this and that, it just really helps just to be able to, um, get promo that you can trust and see what's going on behind the scenes oh transparency is key man especially when you're spending money with people for sure yeah. and reputation i feel like uh since i put my face and my name everywhere then yeah, it'll you be like if i mess up then i have to you have somebody to yell at and somebody that's going to make sure things go good again there's no like shady stuff going on type of thing and i look forward to seeing what else you guys have developing over at boost collective is there other things you want to just shout out bro or or talk about with me um man i would love to have you on my podcast in the upcoming future if you're cool with that hey man I'm, 
I told you we are in a collaborative world, bro. We are all collaborating. I think collaboration is key because especially if you can find people on the same level and playing field, then you can definitely target. You can kind of like one hand wash the other. You know what I mean? I, I, you can get my my fans, my peoples, my folks, my relationships, as well as vice versa with your on your end. So I'm all for it, man. Just let me know date and time and we can make it happen. Um, before we get out of here, I don't want to hold you up too much more, man. I really thank thank you for everything that you done gave us. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you got coming with uh, Boost Collective. Where are y'all headed, man? Where you see the future, bro? Future. All right. Short term, we're going to get way better at producing the same tasks we have to the point where an artist can put out a post and it's going to have everything to put out their identity, but also have the discipline of, you know, marketing and psychology to make people tap that link. So basically we're going to go full on branding mm. and in the upcoming future, we're going to try to do more, you know, case studies, more one-on-one -on -one stuff to show artists the blueprint without paying just death, wow. the full process from beginning to end. And just, if they want to, they can use our services, but that's our, our main thing. We realize that's what's missing. That's like, cause I'm telling you, Hey, market this way, whatever, but I'm not showing you no, better you show than tell. Right. It's, it's so sad because uh, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine and he says, man, I, I shouldn't have to show you. I'm telling you what to do. You have to trust me. I'm like, bro, nobody trusts you. I mean, nobody trusts nobody. <laughs> even, even your family member, even your wife don't trust you, bro. So you need to show me. I shouldn't have to show you. I said, you have to show, man. It's it's, it's a psychological mishap in our, our humanity. You know what I mean? Transparency, I don't know. dude. That's a, that's a new thing. Privacy and transparency. Big, big on privacy and definitely got to be transparent. Where can we meet you? Where can we see you? That's dope. You can see me at Boost Collective, just B-O-O-S-T-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E, -E, if I didn't spell anything wrong, on Instagram. Yeah. Also, check out our YouTube, which is the same name, Boost Collective. And most importantly, our website, which is boostcollective.ca, not .com. .ca. .ca representing Canada. A hey. big shout out to Jabari over at boostcollective.ca for coming on. I go by the name of TreyPZ.com, and this is the Hustlers Mentality Podcast at Hip Hop Snack on Instagram. And continue to like, subscribe, and share everything going on over here at the podcast. Also, be sure to leave a five star podcast review on your preferred podcast platform of choice. You know, if you're on iTunes checking this out, definitely leave us a five-star review. Show some love so I can shout you out on the next episode as always. And then when you finish leaving that review, make sure you go over and check out what I have going on at generationalwealthuniversity.com, your community that discusses generational wealth, stock options, investing, business strategies, and much more. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and always lead with the hustler's mentality.